Hey, girl, you tell me say you're a virgin. Yes, because you I tell am. Me say you're a virgin. I am a virgin. I look at nothing mechanic, me see you flirt with the other day. What? Joseph, no. No. Ew. Who do it, Mary? Who breed you? I got to breed me. God. You know, you're... <laughs> me look like idiot to you. Me look like idiot to you. <laughs> you can't manage my penis. Oh, you have to manage I got penis. Hello, look at furniture, man. Don't start with me. Don't start with Yo. me. Yo. Forward, we're going to clinic. Hello, for what? We're going to abort that. Um, we're not aborting Jesus. What? Listen, what? listen. Out of my fault, God choose my good up. Yo. Y'all got to relax. <laughs> Y'all do a lot, dog. Yo. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. It is the Kid XAB. Happy Easter! Yo, she made distinguish. I'm back. I'm sorry, but I'm back. Yeah, What's you up? definitely gotta apologize to your fans, <laughs> That's bro. That's a fact. Uh, so people was asking. I was like, uh, you see what the fuck I'm doing, right? <laughs> you know, niggas thought the breakup happened again. I was like, all right, that that was an old joke. We 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 uh, listen. This relationship is better than some of y'all marriages. Ooh, <laughs> oh, I, I'm gonna hurt some of y'all on this episode. We starting off that. <laughs> It's not a fairy tale. It's really going down. Like that nigga, like really does not go down on you anymore, and that's your. Pro- you got to fix that. Damn, I think it's. Bro- I'm here on the trigger today. I'm think, on the trigger today. I think it's broken. <laughs> I'm on the trigger. You got an all man moment. Um, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so like, <laughs> why you move like you got to look at me in the eye, my yeah, nigga? Gotta, yeah, I gotta. Uh, Got, got, got to look at you in the eye right now. Okay. Got to be off screen a little bit. Um. So, yeah. So, as you know. <laughs> oh, I do it. <laughs> um, Who breed you? <laughs> Mary, Mary. I look like an idiot to you. I don't know. <laughs> no. Nah, that no, that that's a clip. That's going. That's going somewhere. This nigga crazy. This thing is down to crazy. Fuck. Oh god. So uh, you guys know I've been on my little tour and shit. And yo, um, tomorrow. Well, not not tomorrow. Um, the twentieth, which is in two days, is gonna make a year that. I almost died from that fucking edible. 
Mm, totally forgot about that. <sighs> yeah. And I fucked around and took another edible. You dumb nigga, son. <laughs> this nigga. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> for for why? <laughs> Not for what? For, for why? why? Nigga. <laughs> Yo, help me Yo bro I'm, I'm about to help you right now So Long story short Y'all can say what the fuck you want I don't care Y'all niggas might kill me I forgot About About almost dying <laughs> Yo Nigga That shit felt crazy This time Oh yeah It felt crazy bro Oh yeah It felt It was different I forgot a THC Was an edible mm. And I was like Alright the edible I had That was a muffin it was like it was actually it was a cupcake. That and it was small. That shit almost took me out. But this shit, this shit had me feeling like I was on cloud nine. Because I was with my man Dark Matter. We was, you know, we had just the night before we had just did my first ever bars in a barbershop, DC. Shout out to D's Barber Salon. I appreciate you. Bars in the barbershop, we outside. Um, and the next day we went to a, a spot called Smoked Out Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And I saw the drink on the table. I was like, oh, this shit just got some liquor in it. Nigga, that shit was infused. My second sip, not the first, my second sip, I felt the shit kick in. I was like, all right, practice your breathing. This nigga practice <laughs> your breathing. Because it's about to get crazy. No exaggeration. I felt like I was hallucinating. I felt like. My, uh, I felt like I started to lose my taste. All of the things that, that if y'all niggas know what I'm telling y'all niggas who's really be on that shit, y'all niggas know what I'm talking about. This nigga got COVID, <laughs> bro. It was insane, and that's not even my all man moment. My all man moment is what happened after I fucking took this fucking edible, bro. What happened after was I was in DC with my man, and we in the street, um. We start randomly dancing in the street. There's cars moving. Me and him is off the THC at this point. Suited up. Niggas probably thought we was gay. DC is a friendly LGBTQ community. So, hey, I must have blended right the fuck in with niggas, to be honest. I was just outside. You know, uh, people started uh, uh, stopped and was taking photos of us. (laughs) People started recording. I was like, this going up on World Stars. Somebody going to see it. And... Then um, I ran into a a less fortunate guy, mm-hmm. and that's when I knew this shit was powerful. Nigga, you saw Jesus? No. Nigga, I thought I was Jesus. Okay. <laughs> this is fresh off of Easter. <laughs> fresh off of Easter. <laughs> I wonder, this I wonder, is not scripted. I don't want Mary, Mary, Mary. <laughs> Oh, radio! Um, you take me for idiot. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck. I was like, "Here's five dollars," and I actually don't want anything that you're selling. I'm good. He was selling chips. It was like, "Wow, you, you, uh, God bless you." I was like, "Matter of fact, no, God bless you." I said, "God sent me here for you." He's like, "Really?" I said, "Yeah, he did." You want to know why? I said, because I'm about to, I'm about to help you. I said, give me all your stuff. I'm going I'm to help you move this whole block. I made that man $25 in two minutes. I can't make this up. Like I said, 
I can't make this. I'm up. a hustler. I'm a I'm a, a hustler, baby. I'm a hustler. And I was waiting for this episode because I have the whole thing on camera. So I can't wait to release this. This nigga. I got the whole thing on camera. So I gave him the camera to him, man. I said, now nah, normally I don't do shit like this. But I'm out here in these streets of DC. And something came over me and said, help this brother out. Don't just give him money. Help him get some money. Cause it might be a while before he gets some bread out here. It's cold and people just walking by. I said, because I think they forgot that because you homeless, you still a human being. I think they forgot that when they, you know, walk by you that you were still a person. Because people looking at you, they don't want to come near you. They don't want to touch you. I said, I'm going to embrace you because you could be my father. Mm. Shit, I could have been you. So give me your bag, and I'm going to help you sell your chips. He, he was selling chips, by the way. And these beautiful dark-skinned sisters from Virginia stopped. And I was like, hey, ladies, I don't know this man. He doesn't know me. However, I'm here to help him. I was like, I wanted to, I wanted to help change the narrative. He's wearing what he's wearing. I'm wearing what I'm wearing. But you know what's crazy? If I'm wearing what I'm wearing, which I'm wearing a full uh, a full suit, the perception is I'm going to get it from him because he looks cleaner when it's actually his. She went in her purse. She moved out the $1. She moved away to $5. She even moved away to $10. She gave him a $20 bill. I said, now, what made you want to do that? She was like, I don't know. I said, no, you know. She said, because I know that I'm blessed. I said, that you are. The guy started crying. I said a prayer for him. And then I had a moment. And I knew at that moment, yes, I was still on the THC because that shit did not wear off until the next day. When I say the next day, I took that THC at like 2.30 on a Saturday. That shit did not wear off until 6 p.m. Sunday. I swear to God. I was high out of my fucking mind. That shit was a different experience. Like very different. At some points, I could not even control me. Like, I was like, yo, what the... F I had, like, spiritual energy. Then I had, like, crazy sexual energy. We went to another spot. This might have to go on the Patreon, the other spot, because if I say that on a podcast, I'm going to have mad questions when it's over. Almost ended my whole career right. over this shit. This whole shit will be clipped. I wouldn't be back on the show. It would just be bad. So I'm going to leave the... I'm going to leave the real sexual shit out of it. But what I will say is this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> Put your pussy lips on live, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Bro, I almost sucked somebody's pussy. It was bad. <laughs> no exit on this side. I thought there was a <sighs> I gotta we gotta rearrange this shit because when I need to walk off, I need I need easy, easy access to get the fuck up out of here. Yo, it was crazy. It's so much stuff happened. All I'm gonna say is. Y'all got to be careful. These products that y'all taking, you might die. You might die. You might die like me. Thank you, fucking Jesus reincarnated. Wake up the next day and be like, damn, I really almost died off of THC. I don't think the edible life for you, dog. <laughs> it's not, dog, because <laughs> at one point, my heart racing, my dick hard. I'm helping a homeless man. <laughs> I, met a, I met a random girl. Wait, what? <laughs> I almost fucked in the bathroom. I was like, what's going on? It almost really, I was like, yo, this energy is crazy. She's like, come on, come on, fuck me. I was like, well, I was like, yo, what's going on, nigga? What are you doing? You don't know this girl. It was crazy. Okay. <laughs> and this old man is brought to you by what the fuck was this nigga doing this weekend? <laughs> we'll be back with our regular scheduled program. Oh, God. Um, oh, man. My old man is not as funny. 
That my, shit was too interesting. My old man gonna fuck y'all up compared to this nigga. Oh, shit. Um, oh, God. <clears throat> my old man is for all of the people who claim that they are real, claim that they are mature, oh, man. and claim that they are able to have the, the actual conversations that are necessary and I think are warranted at our big age. Oh, shit. We big, we big grown, y'all. Late 20s, early 30s. We big grown. That's a fact. And yet, I still find it that we come across people who cannot simply tell you what they do and don't want. Exactly. Like, if you don't want to come shout in your face, just say that. Verbally, though. <laughs> you got to tell me verbally. Right. <laughs> don't just be telling me some shit. By ghosting. Oh, yo. Don't be telling me some shit by I I replied. not communicating after a long period of time after you've been communicating with me every single day. Right. My dick was in you last night. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> we talking about a hypothetical woman. Right. I don't, yeah. That, right. Uh, right that, no. That actually sounded <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We had to clean oh, that up real quick. Fuck. Clean that up. Um, But yeah. At the end of the day, at this big age that we at, I, that big age. I still find that we're coming across other adults at this big age that be like, yeah, 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 no, I'm all about communication. No, you're not. Yeah, 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 you know, you know I don't like that, that, that when, when men don't really say what they want or what they, they don't do what they mean. You really think I'm pussy, stop. But when it's time for you to just say like, hey, X, Y, and Z is not working for me. You don't say it. Exactly. You should try ABC first. It's okay. We all grown. If shit ain't working, <clears throat> then shit ain't working. That's right. Your mechanic sucks. And that's fine. Like, you can say verbally, yo, I don't know if this is working for me. Right. Cool. Heard you. Let's move on. We can still be whatever. Cool. Shit, friends. We what? nothing. Sometimes we could be nothing. But why do I have to figure that out through your lack of reciprocation of certain energies? I shouldn't have to do that. Not not in 2022. You know what the problem is? What's Pro- that? The problem is they're going to say, oh, other niggas in the past did this to me. So that's why I'm the way I am now. No, you're the way you are because you choose to be that way. I don't give a fuck about no other nigga in the past. Why the fuck we talk about other niggas when every time you talk to me, you tell me stop talking about other bitches? That's a fact. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you doing? I don't care about no other nigga. Like, you don't t- tell me about no other right. niggas. You telling me, oh, I don't like to be compared. Every fucking time I do something, damn, I remember when X, Y, and Z would, would be like this and it was never reciprocated. You still talking about that broke nigga, Justin? Fuck that nigga. Fuck him. It's me you want. The fuck? But you say to me, or say to men like us, I should say, okay, that, oh, what we're doing feels so foreign. It feels so out of the extra, um, out of the extra order. You never had a nigga be nice to you? The fuck? And if the nigga was never nice to you, Damn, let's have a conversation about it because fuck that nigga, number one. Number two, let me be nice to you. Ain't that what you want? 
Don't you want a nigga all up on you? Checking on you? Making sure you good? Asking you, did you ate? Did, do you need a pussy ate? Like, like what the fuck? Like, what? It's a vital question. Right. Like, what else can I do but not be here and show up for you? When be- you're going through real life shit. Do you need your pussy ate? Vi- vital question. Right. Like. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, we guys, the guys that really want to be here for you, Despite what you think we lack right now, maybe you used to niggas that got Lambos pulling up in the Range Rover trucks. It's probably rented. But you know what? We gonna be pulling up in our Camrys and our little motherfucking Siennas and we gonna have that shit. The insurance may not be in our name, but you know what the title is. The moral of the story is we gonna love you down better than these other niggas. Better. Because these niggas really don't wanna take care of you. That's what the fuck I'm talking about, X. They don't wanna take care of Shorty. But Shorty is so worried about what the fuck he's doing. And then by the time he's no longer on her, a few years later, a few weeks or a few months down the road, she want to come back to us. Fuck that, man. Don't put me second when I should be first. Social media got y'all fucked up. Social media really is the decline of how we really are supposed to be interacting with people that we like. Dead ass. Social media really got you looking at at a nigga's follow count. Yeah, I'm competing with niggas I don't know. Social media got you looking at a nigga's follow count and thinking that you can put a value on their character and person based off of how many niggas follow them. Or how many bitches you think he got. You it, think, you thinking that you fucked up right there. Y'all subconsciously will treat a nigga with 40,000 followers in a blue check better than a nigga with 1,000 followers and no check based off of social media's culture and climate now why now why are you hurting feelings you know that forty thousand niggas not buying her tampons tonight she's on her period right now i'm just saying through it bro a lot of y'all she's not liking this part a lot of y'all would treat a nigga that y'all think has clout with way more respect than a nigga who actually is treating you with respect this nigga about to hurt y'all tonight i didn't seen this shit way too many times it's a bad movie we know how this ends i have a lot of friends with blue checks a lot of them ain't trying to do nothing but fuck. Oh, God. Y'all be on they dicks. Yo, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Figaro. <laughs> and then be looking dumb in the face. When that nigga come in your face. And and overlook the niggas that be really trying to support. And this ain't a nice guy conversation. I'm not talking about nice niggas. We, right. You could go back to the old episodes to know what we say about, That's about a quote unquote nice niggas. We broke that down. Yeah, we broke that down. <clears throat> All right. We just saying there's a lot of people out here uh-huh. that will look at social media and be like, uh-huh. I know how he moving. No, you and don't. then let that allow a nigga to disrespect them. That's what I'm saying. Right. It ain't about the nice guy. It's about what you allow a nigga with a blue check to do to you the, and then wonder why. The nigga that got fifteen hundred followers is probably gonna really appreciate you more than a nigga that's about to fly you out tomorrow. I swear to God, that nigga, if that nigga is willing to fly you out tomorrow and that nigga don't even know your name, bitch, you got to ask yourself, who the fuck are you? Because you don't even know who the fuck you are. Why? Why does he want to do that? Why did he feel so compelled to even ask you what the fuck like type of energy did you give to him? Because shit, for all we know, maybe he didn't even slide in the inbox. Maybe you was hearting up mad shit. Like, I love this nigga. I, I love to see him travel and shit like that. And I'm going to shoot my shot. Meanwhile, this nigga over here that got 958,000, I mean, 958,000 followers, that nigga really wants to be with you. 
on a on, on, on a social economical level, on a spiritual level. But you got this nigga over here with fifty thousand talking about yo, we about enough. Yo, you really want us to you really want us to pod right now? Yeah, we have to though. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've been, I've been going for like two, three weeks, but yeah, we have to. I gotta make up for lost time. Y'all find out a nigga wants to be the one to provide and take care for you, take care of you, and somehow that makes him less attractive. And somehow that makes him less desirable. But the nigga that be on some fuck shit, you spend all your time, your energy, your money, your everything else on. And then, listen, this ain't about me. I'm, I'm not capping for nobody. This is about the memes that I see on an everyday basis. Yo. I see the memes about, oh, this nigga is out here driving your car. While you at work, he going to pick you up after he spent a long day of playing 2K, calling other chicks, cheating, oh, and then that. Like, we know that these stories exist. Who's making these memes, though? Who that, is making these memes? That person's on payroll. Shout out to my man, Cass. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out to Cass, yeah. But these memes exist, and they come from real places. Right. Some of y'all are actually going through that. Some of y'all let Tyrone <laughs> borrow your car the other day. Why are you saying like that? You you saying that these girls still watching Baby Boy, but in real life? Absolutely. Jody, Jody still buying, uh, uh, driving their car? Absolutely. Fuck. Letting these niggas take their car for a spin. Right, fucking bitches in the backseat. And they be like, At- then once they find out, they heartbroken. But uh-huh. the thing is, you knew Jody was like that before. Mm-hmm. You knew the nigga was a Baby Boy. Come on. And you let the nigga... That was actually trying to be there for you. You told that nigga like, nah, I'm going to put you to the side. Because some of y'all have this concept that you can always go back to that nigga that's been telling you for the last 10 years he wants to be with you. Right. If you, if you quote unquote, fall for him too soon. Right. Then you going to fuck it up because you're not done with your days of having fun and partying. I've been told this, so I'm not making oh, this shit up. shit. I was told this Fuck. at some point in life. Wow. That this is how some women think. And it's crazy. So, I don't know, man. These these uh these all man moments are just really uh you know, learning experiences for some. And I, I hope really our are. listeners get that. I, I I hope they did too. I, I'm in an extra like you know, shooting range mode right now. Oh yeah, we sniping today. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just you know, I have a lot of energy and it's so crazy because niggas is operating out of so much energy right now, but niggas is deep down inside heartbroken that certain shit just did not go a certain way. Oh, and and, and I think we could speak for the both of us. Like, damn, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the fuck we doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That timing was epic, bro. Mar, May 13th. May 13th is a motherfucking holiday. Mr. Morale and a motherfucking big steppers. I wonder what the fuck this is about. Um, It's a dope ass title. Honestly, I don't know what we're going to get from Kendrick. Like, there's been too many times where I feel like Kendrick has given us something completely different for me to even... He, he likes to do that, though. Yeah. Damn, it's not the same album as a, a How to Pimp a Butterfly. And How to Pimp a 
Pimp a Butterfly is not the same as Good Kid, Mad City. That's a motherfucking fact. It's like each time it was a different Kendrick. So I don't even know what this is. Is this even Kendrick? I don't know. Nigga, this nigga, this Yeah, this is somebody. <laughs> this is somebody. KL. <laughs> this, is, this is KL. And somebody did this. I don't know. Right. I don't know what we're going to get. Right. I do feel like. It's going to be a wild ass album. Though. I feel the energy is going to be different though. It's going to hit. Hold on. I'm going to show you all what I feel like. Okay. This is what I feel. This is what I feel like we may potentially get because Kendrick has not been around. Nope. He's been out of the loop, actually. No features, no nothing. I'm like, damn, he's just quiet. But we did get a feature. Oh, no. But that was one feature. We did. And this is the last time we heard Kendrick Lamar. All right, baby king. Oh, I tell you my past, that shit don't get old. But how could you ask? Like I don't be right here. Trying to tap the gum up. Hold on, y'all niggas playing with me, man. I am the Omega. Niji Lane Rolling Gang. That's like he don't you address me unless it with four letters. Bitch, I thought you known better. I've been ducking the pandemic. I've been ducking the social gimmicks. I've been ducking the overnight activist. Yeah, I'm not a trending topic. I'm a prophet. I answer to Metatronic every year. Bitch, looking for a better me. I am a legacy. I come from the 70s. The Al Green Lost Spring Guns and the Melody. The big shot. Wrist on cryotherapy. Soon as I press that button, nigga better get right like the emblems coming. Us two when the light came, been through nothing. That's the last time wow. we heard Kendrick. Damn, I ain't even I ain't even hear all that probably the first time. God, I gotta listen to that on my own spare time. Fuck. So if that's the last time we heard Kendrick, wow. I don't know what we about to get, but it sounds like it could be a little he could be a problem. First of all, I'm so intrigued by the time. One thing I gotta I I gotta say is that if a nigga gone for too long and niggas is and niggas is excited to see you come back. In their world, you actually never fucking left. That's a ball, nigga. Take it, take it or leave it. And it's a fact, cause I I know Kendrick sat down this year and said, "I see what J Cole doing." I was just about to say, "I see what J Cole doing," cause that nigga setting the bar very high. I see what what Drake did. I see what Big Sean is doing right now. I just saw what Kanye did. Yo. Kanye shitted on people this year. Cool, it's time. Cool. It's time. So what he about to come with, it's Kendrick Lamar, y'all. I just don't want y'all to forget. Y'all know Kung Fu Kenny. I don't know what he's coming with, but it's Kendrick Lamar. Right. We're not talking about a B. We're not talking about a C. We're talking about top tier A, nigga. Yeah, he don't miss. Nigga, grade A sauce, nigga. He don't miss, so. put that shit on everything. (laughs) Put that shit on everything. Uh. So, um, yeah, shout out to Kendrick. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. And this is the last album on on, on label. Yeah. And then, uh, I, you know, that's supposedly, you know, you know how they like to speculate it might yeah. be his last album, period. But right. uh, I don't, I don't, nigga, he's not doing that. It's definitely the last one on top, dog. So. Right. And, and, and I feel like he's going out on top, dog. Yeah. You're not, you're not leaving the label on shit. You don't want people to think that you're leaving and it's like you lost it. Right. So you probably definitely put an extra, yeah. yeah, extra energy. 
you been missing for over what 2017 was was when damn came out bro they said seven years bro that no that yeah they said yeah seven that's six years ago that's wild I didn't even know he didn't put out an album that long. I was like, oh, he kept doing music, though, but not a, not a body of work, which it would appear he's been missing. Because yeah. if you, nigga, you doing a feature after you miss six years of the game is like every fucking uh, two years, three years, you go visit your cousins in Alabama. Niggas only see you for the summer. That's like a dope-ass analogy. I still must, I must be tripping on this THC. <laughs> God fucking damn, this THC kicking me. I, part of me feel like I lost a part of my memory, but we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, that's what it does, man. <laughs> Short-term memory be out the door with any of that shit. But <laughs> shout out to Kendrick. Now, the news that broke the internet this week. What was that? Or last week. I don't even know. I think it was a, a, a little bit of both. Yeah, it was in the middle. It was like it was, the weekend. It was definitely the weekend, nigga. ASAP oh. and Rihanna were... Reported to have been broken up in jeopardy. Those Drake memes came out right on time. On time. On schedule. Now, <laughs> it was reported to be a rumor. Rumor report. Rumor report. Definitely was a rumor. It was fake news. Thank God. Um, thank God. And that brings us right into the conversation. Because <laughs> I don't think niggas was going to make it this summer if ASAP Yo. cheated on a pregnant Rihanna, bro. Yeah. ASAP would have got shot probably ASAP. Oh, niggas would have found him. And they autom- they women were automatically, niggas is dumb. Right. If niggas is that dumb, and I was on their side. I was I, on their side I was, too. I was like, ASAP did this, it's over. It's clear. Yeah, if niggas is that dumb to cheat on Rihanna while she's pregnant, sure. you deserve all yeah. fire, hell, and right. brimstone. Yeah, that's sorry. Right. Like any pregnant woman for that matter. I know some black women like, why well, I gotta be only Rihanna. Bitch, you not Rihanna. <laughs> Bitch, you fucking Caroline, nigga from the hood. But yes, I do. I, I don't know. I'm not a cheater, so I can't speak for y'all. Uh, but I've, I've, I've hung it up. <laughs> but I, I would say I feel like I think to me it just feels like the most disgusting thing for a man to do is cheat on their woman while she's pregnant, especially when yeah, because it, it's, it's it's ten times bad. I mean. Cheating when she's pregnant is not like cheating when she's not pregnant. It's like, I mean, you getting a chance to nut on her and shit. The kids is not being born yet. You put a, a nut in her and the shit found its fucking way to the embryo and now that shit turned into a zygote and then boom, at some point that shit is Nigga, what the fuck? Yo, <laughs> don't take drugs no more. <laughs> know what this nigga's talking about. He lost me at zygote, nigga. It's biology. <laughs> <laughs> All I know, <laughs> when that shit, that shit in the embryo state right now, like that, that <laughs> meiosis, my nigga. Like, yo, that's <laughs> niggas is talking about cell breakdown. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> hey, yo, sound like a fucking baby seal. Hey. <laughs> this nigga get, continues to do it. <laughs> You know yo. what it's reminded me of when niggas be like, yo, oh, I was fucking a deaf girl. I'm like, that's horrible, bro. That's bad. Wait, what, nigga? <laughs> you ain't seen the Twitter meme? No. The nigga said he was fucking with a deaf girl. She was making sounds like a baby seal. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> joining in on that. I'm not joining in. I'm not joining in on that. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool off that. We might have to bleep that out. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool off that conversation. Thanks. Um, but yeah, I just feel like women. women it hurts. 
Wait, can we please continue with the show? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just feel like, oh man, women are extremely vulnerable at oh, that shit. point in time. So they cheat are. on them. Like they already might be a little insecure, yeah. right? Like now, Rihanna you, looks comfortable. She looks comfortable. She's oh yeah, Rihanna do. She's taking photos of fucking Kanye West jackets. I mean, Rihanna has Rihanna money though, so she can look comfortable. Cause right after she's like, I'm gonna suck all this baby fat out. She really but, is. She's gonna go back on that treadmill and go straight to work. <laughs> so I mean, but you know, a lot of women may feel insecure with their bodies. They put on weight. They may not look the same. Um, and so to cheat on your girl at that, I don't know, just sound nasty. Nasty work to me. This is a random thought. ASAP gave Rihanna. Helped Rihanna, you know, get pregnant. Can ASAP make a hit with Rihanna? Musically? Musically. I mean, he hit in real life, but can he actually make a hit with Rihanna? Yeah, but it would be Rihanna that makes it a hit, unfortunately. Well, damn, all right, cool. Is my volume up? <laughs> my shit got low after you said that bullshit. <laughs> When's the last time ASAP put a bona fide hit out? All right, we about to clown this nigga right now. Well, check it out. It's been a long fucking time. It's and I don't, been over ten years, nigga. I, it, and, and when I say long time, nigga, somebody cue Sam Cooke from the dead. It's been a long time. <laughs> it hasn't been since his first album that he has a bona fide hit. Right, and that nigga, the only time, the last time he had a bona fide anything is when he got hard. He was like, right, I'm about to get her baby. Yeah, Bro. yeah, he knew what he was doing. He definitely knew what he was doing. He was like, I'm about to seal a deal. I'm broker than her by couple mil, couple M's. A couple M's, I'm, nigga, couple hundred. Couple hundred M's. <laughs> but you know what? This baby, this baby, this baby, this baby about to make me a billionaire. That's this a fact. This baby just even the playing field. That's a fact, bro. And you know all the niggas that been trying to get Yana is tight. I mean, we, nigga, we saw the Drake memes. Nigga, have you seen the Christopher the Brown? The only thing have you that- seen the Christopher Brown memes? I haven't seen those. Okay. <laughs> Chris Brown memes is crazy, too. The only thing, only reason why I won't clown ASAP is he is a New York nigga. So. Right. Nah, right. do your thing, ASAP. Do your thing ASAP. And, That's a fact. And by the way, you know, no, no, no disrespect to Riri, but the supposed person that he quote unquote did- have it with even though you know it came out that it was not true she was bad she was super bad she, i was like fuck she worked for fancy she was super bad i'm about to i'm about to see if i could get a fucking internship nigga she was super bad wow um now rihanna did also reveal uh recently that he had asap in the friend zone right 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 which i was like damn you just gonna say that fuck so one she's the rules about the friend zone are yeah. all broken. It's, it, it, Ladies it's and gentlemen, now. Yeah, it's over for it's that. It's over for that. Anybody that was in, that's in the friend zone now that's listening, you to might this, be able to come out, bro. You have a shot, and you know what? Stop acting like a bitch and go get your woman. That's a, go get your woman. That's it, bro. Get yo yo yo. Fuck all that. Yo, work 50, 57 and a half hours this week. Get your paycheck next week. We know you get paid bi-weekly. Right. Save that bread up. Save it up. Let me know when you're ready to come to the telly. I'll set it up for you. Get a nice that's, rate. That's right. Bring you to nice restaurants and we'll come back. You're going to do the towel animals for him Definitely. and everything? Yeah, we're going to Bro, I'm going to do it all. Get him gift cards and all that shit. That's shit. a fact. Extra shampoo and all that. That's that's what it is, though. Go right. get your woman. That's it. Stop acting like a little friend. You you not her friend. You're not her friend, though. All right? ASAP. Let her know that. That's it. Yo, I'm not your friend. I'm not your friend. I'm I want to suck your left titty. I'm your, I'm your nigga, girl. Yeah, I want to suck your left titty. Whoa. Friends don't want to suck your left titty. Friends definitely don't. They might suck the right, but they, I want to suck the That's left. I want to suck the ass, though. Okay. <laughs> Damn. I was with you, bro. 
We was on this roller coaster together. <laughs> and then I had to get off the stop. <laughs> Fuck. Baby <laughs> so. But yeah, I mean, that's very interesting. Ladies, y'all really got to tell us what the fuck is up with the friend zone now. Because so what does confusing. it really mean? So confusing. Does it does it mean that you really like me, but you preoccupied with other shit? Does it mean that you don't like me and this is your way of keeping me in your life, but not really making sure that I don't overstep and try and fuck because you're not interested in that? What does the friend zone mean now? The friend zone really, to me, the friend zone is nothing, bro. The friend zone is Black Mirror on Netflix, nigga. That's what the fuck this shit is. I feel like the friend zone doesn't exist after 25. If I'm your friend and we attract to each other, we know we might want to fuck at some point. Bro, there's friends that I've, you know, by the grace of God, I was able to fuck this year. Friends. And we're still great friends. They listen to Fawn, you know, and we have a great time when we're fucking. And then after we're fucking, I'm like, you you, want to ride home? And they'd be like, nah, I'm going to just walk. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, you got to walk that off. That's a fact. And then every once in a while, I'm like, how's the kids? They'd be like, great. I'd be like, all right, cool. Tell them I said hi. I don't think the listeners give a fuck about their kids. All right, cool. (laughs) I was trying to clean it up (laughs) a little bit. They don't get Fuck them kids, man. Fuck yo. Fuck them kids. Lil Nas Fuck them kids. (laughs) Fuck. Yo. Um, this also is a conversation about niggas who have big platforms uh-huh. um, using it responsibly. I almost feel like niggas with blue checks need to get some type they get of censored. yeah. They gotta get censored a little. Bit. Yeah, like if you if you put misinformation out, you might your page your page might might need to be uh, paused for like a uh, 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 like a week. Yeah, so and I and I get it. That becomes tricky in terms of what is misinformation. Right? Do are you aware of the misinformation? Do you know? But this nigga was just too quick to put out this rumor that ASAP, you know, was cheating on Rihanna. It's bad though because a lot of us thought it was true. I really, I really thought it was true. I'm not a lie. lot of us thought it was Fuck. true, and it almost fucked up the summer for niggas. You know, no, yo, if Rihanna got cheated on, it's up for all niggas. That's it's it. up for everybody. I said it's clipped. Yeah, so you know, what I mean, you gotta be careful. You almost fucked up the summer, and this is about to be our first real summer. Yo, and people outside right now, we got BRT happening right now. It's fucking um. This is like a, a preview of what Labor Day we can cut. There's a lot of people right now in fucking DR, Mexico, taking trips to fucking Turks and Caicos. Like, it's a lot going on right now. We are in official spring break right now. Yeah, we it don't need that it, fucked up. It, it don't feel like it, but we, we here. I mean, Easter didn't even feel like Easter this year. We don't need that fucked up. We don't need we don't need our summer, the first one in two years, right. fucked up. Like be, the real summer. Because you want to make rumors about ASAP cheating on, on Rihanna. Um... Also, I, I I I could be in a different time zone. I didn't know that when chicks is pregnant, they could actually get pregnant again. I didn't know that. That that's not supposed to be able to happen. Oh, yeah, no, that who told you that. The same nigga. This nigga be putting out fake shit, man. Yeah. Same nigga, man. It was that nigga. <laughs> Fuck these blue check dogs. I, I feel so dumb. <laughs> Yo, somebody get this, man. <laughs> Nigga is definitely off the edibles right, right now. Right, right, right. Um, the baby is out here shooting niggas again. Wow. Listen, <laughs> did he go to jail? No, oh. absolutely not. Wait. He was he was protecting his family. Did that nigga die though? No, he got shot in the leg. Okay, so nigga so- shot him in the leg and said, "Yo, called the police and was like, yo, come get this nigga.' Oh shit! I shot him in the leg. It's non lethal, but he was trespassing. Wow. 
And he actually let the nigga live. Imagine if he wasn't like that. The nigga actually said that on the police call too. Yo, I let the nigga live. Like type shit. He different. And then the today, baby is very different. Though. That that nigga's a murderer. I don't care what nobody <laughs> say. That and then today, Brandon Bills came out and said, "Hey, no, I actually stopped. <laughs> I actually stopped cooperating with the it's police. Definitely not. It's definitely not. Um, ironic." No, it's a correlation there. That nigga saw, saw the something. baby shot this it nigga and said, I don't want the smoke. It wasn't even about him shooting him. I think it was more or less, he actually could have killed him, but he let him live, knowing that he already got a body. He, no, I think Brandon Bills realized this nigga really about that life. Not, he's not a rapper. This nigga just makes, he just so happens to make music. Yeah, this nigga's really gangster. <laughs> we got a real gangster on the record, dog. Gangster, gangster. He's not a rapper, y'all. <laughs> He is a nigga <laughs> that makes rap music. Like so happens to rap and make dope music. That's a fact. But he does not have any qualms about shooting people. He just wants his family to be protected. And he loves his daughter. He's not yeah. going to nobody fuck around with him. He is going to shoot you if he feels threatened. He's going to slap you if he feels like he needs to. Stop playing with this man. Okay? Right. He's not for play play. Right. He may look short, but that nigga's intimidating. That's a fact. Stop playing. Stop. He is not for play play. Okay, sure, he is the type of nigga that if you say the wrong thing on the podcast, <clears throat> you say if you say the wrong thing on the podcast, he will find you at the industry event and slap the shit out of you. Right. Yeah. So, 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 so what you were saying about that uh, uh, the other day, partner? Yeah. All right. Um, All right. Cool. Me and my niggas feel the same. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, nigga. I want to hear this shit again, nigga. Take this shit off. Okay. And buy my new single, bitch. And buy my new single. Buy my new single. The fuck is you talking about? It's called "Fuck You" again. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Little baby on that shit too. Right. <laughs> Period. But uh <laughs> Yo. A nigga who I will never buy a single from ever oh, again shit. in life is Six Nine. Wow. Um, who is at it again. The nigga really wants to lose his life. Yeah. That's all I take from <laughs> right, it. That's right, my right. only take, y'all. Nothing That's all you're up. getting from me. He looked like he uh, lost weight, looked like he uh got some uh, plastic surgery done in his face. I'm just being honest. He put out a clip last uh-huh. week, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, somewhere along that line. Talking about he's back. Talking about he's back. He looked like a witch was was brewing him right, in right, some gook right. in hot water. Brand new face tat. Then the nigga comes out the gook and is spitting. And he got a new video. And I guess the single, I don't know. I didn't check. The, sing, the single's doing numbers. I'm sorry. The single's definitely over a million. I'm like, fuck, man. Man, them shits is fabricated, dog. Stay sucking this up. It's bad. Honestly, son, if y'all let Six Nine get any type of fire again, I'm really, <laughs> I'm already off hip hop. Right, I'm letting y'all know that by now. Like, right. on a, on some real shit, what hip hop promotes is just counter to who I am right now. Oh shit! So I like, I really wow. can't listen to hip hop with the same ears. Dude, I can't even make this shit no more. Yeah, man, it's hard. I mean, Kendrick is a different breed. I'm excited right. for that. Right, Cole, I'm always <laughs> going to be excited for. Drake is my man's. Um, but this new age hip hop. I'm not going. I'm not going to hold you. Little baby shit. Yeah, last week Lil, was fire. Little baby started growing me a little. bit. I'm like, this nigga actually raps. It's not mumble as I thought. He's actually rap. He's saying some shit. Nah, and it, and it was it, little baby got some shit. I fuck with little baby, but a lot of these new rappers and shit like that, like I can't, man. I I can't. And so if niggas let six nine get back on, honestly, son, I I'm already off of hip hop, so I. Yeah. I would just be a little bit like, nah, I'm cool. I think we're done. We're done. But um, yeah, I mean, and then he's out here disrespecting the dead again. 
I guess we in an age where that's cool. I've, I'll never subscribe to that. I really feel like we are in an age that's cool because I feel like the younger generation under us, these these young dudes and chicks, because these, these, these chicks be wilding too. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'll never subscribe to that. That's never care. for me. Like, I've come from a generation, I come from an age where I don't care how much I don't fuck with you, I'm not going to violate your dead. The people that right. are not here that can't defend themselves, I'm not going to keep bringing their names up. That's a fact. I'm not going to do it for clout. <clears throat> like, And this is clearly for clout. And right. So if anybody is unfamiliar with the story, last week, um, you know, when 6 9 came back out, he was like, I'm the king of New York, I'm back. Mm-hmm. And 5e was like, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. If anybody's the king of New York, it's me. Um, I took it, you know, after pop passed, uh, everybody else that's been doing it, like I, I pay homage to them, but if we talking about who's the hottest in New York right now, that's it's me, Fabio Foreign. That's a fact. And 6 9 was like, you worried about being the hottest, you worried about billboards and all this shit, didn't your man just get popped like a bowling ball, three in his head? Oh. Shit is trash, bro. It's all for clout, because wow. then what ends up happening is unfortunately we talk about the shit. Uh, blogs pick the shit up and you know circulate it, and then at some point somebody will get uh, shot and killed, P- possibly. Yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not with the shits. Um, cycle. So you know, I, I think, I think it's enough about that. That nigga, I hope he. Uh, I don't even know what I hope for him. <laughs> Yo, go over there. Do you dogs? Right. <laughs> That's all I got for you. Do you dogs? Um, Drewski. So. Shit, that was another thing that shook the internet up last week, bro. Shook the table. That definitely shook the fucking table. My man, what's Drewski. so crazy is I did not know after you sent it. I didn't know it was a skit. I thought it was real. Nah, so That's Drewski. How good it was. Drewski did a skit, and basically he was portraying the niggas that be at the party that be fiending for the women to drink. And I don't know if you've ever seen these niggas, but they do exist. And it be niggas that be like. Yo, you got to take a shot. You got to take a shot. But every, everything that a woman does as she's in the vicinity, obviously with the goal of getting the girl drunk, because there is this correlation that people have made that I don't know how true it is or not. I do know, yes, I'm familiar with alcohol and the fact that it can be a little bit, it's not an aphrodisiac, but it can get you into a space where if you are attracted or you like somebody or you fuck with somebody, Enough that your inhibitions are gone. So instead of you being like, yo, I like him, but I ain't really trying to do that right now. Mm-hmm. You might just say, yo, I like him. And then that's, that's it. There's no stopping like, nah, I ain't going to do that. There's, yo, I like him. I want to see what's up. And there's nothing pulling you back because that's what inhibitions are. You, Your brain has in the frontal lobes is going to tell you like, do you really want to do it? And a lot of times the decision will be, nah, I don't really right. want to do that. But... Alcohol stops all that. So what ends up happening is people make mistakes, uh, oftentimes sexually. They fuck somebody they don't really want to fuck. They do something they don't really want to do, and it becomes a little bit of a mess. And so you got niggas out here that be trying to prey off of that. There's niggas that will try and get a girl saucy with the hopes that she's going to want to fuck them. Right. Um, so he did a skit that basically highlighted that. And a lot of niggas knew exactly what he was doing. But others got a little offended. I mean, to be honest, when I when I fully realized what he was doing, I was like, "This nigga is really exposing a culture 
of niggas who really nigga that skit was basically Dateline. Mm. That is what that whole that was Dateline. And he exposed the culture of men who prey on the whims and the weakness of women who are not only under the influence, but a bit gullible. Because I feel like if women are in a space like that where there's games around, there's food, there's liquor, and there's other people around other than the person that's like, you know, doing what they're doing to them, they may feel a bit comfortable. But to the point where it gets thrown off, where everybody is, you know, almost under the influence as they are, but at some point they're unaware that some shit is about to really happen to them. Right. Cause they're so fucked up or they're getting to that point where they're getting fucked up. And those little instances in a clip, it's so crazy talking about it. Cause it's like, damn, that nigga really was sinister in, in that, in that skit. When the nigga was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she going, yeah. I was like, yo, that's how niggas really be though. Fuck. Like this nigga got this on the head. God damn, it's yeah. scary. And this whole situation of people getting offended really reminds me that <clears throat> people don't know that comedy exists to... That was dark comedy, by the way. Yeah, and it, it illuminates things. Yeah. Comedy exists not only just for you to get a laugh off of. It, it's to illuminate, it's to educate, it's to help you understand something that may not be a funny thing in real life. Right. But allows you to digest it to then go back and have conversations like this. Right. Drewski is like an internet comedian. Right. Some would call him that. Um, and that to me is his job. His yeah. job is to highlight shit. Not everything that he highlights is going to be some funny, funny, funny shit. I think that's what they were expecting because they're of so course. used to that. And then boom, he threw a cliffhanger like, man. And what's so crazy is when, if he ever does it, he's probably going to have a conversation. And I, I guarantee he's going to say oh, he always wants to do a skit like that because he probably realized doing all of these skits, niggas around him been on that type of time, and he felt like it's time to expose these niggas. We all seen the shit, We've bro. all seen it. We've all seen it. Now, whether we've all stopped it, it's a different conversation. Man. Patreon. But, <laughs> I'm not self-incriminating yeah, myself I on mean, this podcast. Well, at least for me, I know that, um, you know, I don't, I don't really fuck with shit like that. If I see right. you acting too goofy at a party... You might get checked. Right. That's hundred percent. Like, especially if Shorty is gone. If we all know she's gone. Oh yeah, you, we you all know she's gone, and you still pushing the button. Yeah, what's up with you? You got. You might have to go. You gotta go for sure. For sure. Um, another nigga that might have to go. Now listen, we live in New York. We fuck with all people in New York. Besides six nine, we do not fuck with that nigga. Right, that's a fact. But Mano, you have to come to the front of the Yo. congregation. I don't listen. Yo. Mayno, we fuck with you. Please. Yo. If we pull up and you see us at the same event party, it's no smoke. It really isn't. But we gotta talk about this, man, because this is highlighting of course why everybody no don't need a podcast, bro. It's whips and horses, nigga. Horses ain't gonna be no smoke. This nigga said, and I quote. <laughs> Matter of fact, hold on. <laughs> Gotta play the clip, cause yeah, yeah we don't we don't want to fuck it up. Yeah, we gonna we gonna play the clip. Oh my god! <laughs> I like to play like a runaway slave. Okay, I like to play like a, diso- a disobedient slave with a white woman. So tell me, like, what you say? Yes, Master. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, what? I, I, it's two. It's 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 two of them. Like it's like me getting whooped, right? You get whooped? It's like, it's like I play like you whip it. But most of them don't want to play like that. This is, this 
There's like, what white woman goes along with this? They don't want to play like that. They don't. Okay. Want, this is my fa- it's like. Listen, you're gonna act like <laughs> your master's, your your master's uh, husband, uh, wife, wife, and I'm the runner. And I just got whooped by master for oh, eyeballing okay. you, oh. but the whole time you've been really, you know, you've you, been you liked me it. Anyway. You've been eyeballing me. Uh, I like to be like a runner. Um. Oh, we we could do this. Yo, you can't take a joke. Hmm? No, nigga. <laughs> Definitely can't take a joke. First of all, I'm like as I'm listening to it more. Like, nah, it sounds crazy. I, I'm actually getting angry. Like, it sounds wow. crazy, bro. I'm, I'm actually getting angry because I remember when I was 20 years old and I had an opportunity to play Emmett Till in a play called Money. And the reason why the play was called Money is because in Mississippi. There is a, a small town that's called Money, and in this town, Money is uh, where part uh, parts of the incident um, supposedly happened with Emmett Till and Carolyn Bryant, who accused Emmett Till at whether it was uh, approaching her or whistling at her. Uh, we don't even fucking know um, the, the full story, but we do know that it's bullshit and it's false. Long story short, um, later on that evening, um, she told her husband, um, her husband went down there with his half-brother, and they know approached Emmett Till's um um I think uh uncle's or grandfather's house where he was staying at because he was visiting from Chicago you know he's originally from Chicago and he was just visiting his you know his um family members in Mississippi for the summer his first time being in the city like that and what he went through and what his mother had to go through and what that whole town had to experience was the downfall of the real effects of what racism can do. And a lot of people were hurt by that. So to hear Mano say that, knowing what we've been through, like this takes what Kanye West said a few years ago to the next fucking level. Mano, I'm very, you know what I mean, disappointed in you, honestly. Because it's not a joke, bro. Like, it's, it's it's really not funny. And I know on this podcast, we be saying mad wild shit, mad funny shit. But at a, at a certain point, you got to realize what joking is and then realize what, like, trauma is to get a few views and to get a few clicks and to get a few likes. I think that's what that was. Angela Yee. Your platform too. You got to do better with using your platform too. What the fuck is that? I um. This is just another example to me of, and I don't. I don't want. Like I said, I we know some some people that are on his show. Shout out to them. I'm not gonna say no names, but shout out to them. Um, sometimes this just shows me again. Not everybody needs a platform now and i don't want to say that to mean that like take away his platform i don't mean nothing like that i'm not down with that but um i think i'm gonna break this down i don't give a fuck i think that mayno looks to joe budden as a inspiration in the podcasting realm i think that mayno saw what joe budden has done yikes and he wants to emulate that as much as possible. 
I think that you can easily see that in his setup, the setup of his show, except, you know, he surrounded himself with with women instead of men co-hosts. But with it, it's him at the center of the show and him oftentimes saying wild takes Mm. that he pushes off as jokes or pushes off as I'm the wild boy and I think like this. And then everybody around him has to reel his take or reel him back in. And that to me is very much like the Joe Budden podcast where Joe Budden will say a take and then everybody around him not necessarily has to reel him in anymore, but they either agree with the take and the show progresses or they argue about the take. But it's a little bit different because with the Joe Budden podcast, the takes aren't outlandish. Like he'll say some funny shit that is is very easily seen as funny. And if he does make an outlandish take, there's great conversation surrounding it. I think with Mano is oftentimes him saying these wild things and people not knowing how to respond to it. So they either let it go or maybe they have a little bit of a conversation. Um, but in this case with the Angela Yee uh, interview, they clearly didn't know what the fuck to do with yeah. with that take. Yeah, li- li- It was such a bad take. Right. I think lip service was like, yo, damn if we do, damn if we don't. But, uh, a terrible take. Uh, it's at the same time that now I'm thinking about it, like as we you know talk about this, it, it, it's terrible because it's polarizing. You're gonna have some people that's gonna be super, super, super offended that are really invested in the culture, um, really you know teach this stuff in school about what happened to us. You know, what I mean, where we come from. You know, those things that was happening during those times, and then you're gonna have some people that's gonna be like, that nigga was just speaking freely. Yeah, and that's where we are. We're in this space where that's place, man. Like everything is a debate, and there isn't any right or wrong, or there isn't any thing. Because again, I'm sure people could look back at us and say, "Yo, y'all say wild shit all the time, too." Right. And there are some takes that you know, in some older episodes, I do look back at, and I'm like, "Nah, that wasn't a good take. That that just was." It seems like we were reaching just to make a joke, or we were reaching just to make a point. And you know, I'm not really fond of. Of those moments either um and we've spoken about them you know but i also think that as somebody who's already gotten the level of success that i guess he's at right you have a team around you at that point you right. have a team that's that's able to tell you like eh, that's not gonna fly that, that that's not it yeah yeah i don't know about that's that one it. dogs um so that's kind of where I feel like maybe there's a little bit more of a thought process that needs to go in there. Um, but yeah, wasn't I get it. I, and I understand the premise of it too. It's like, well, I'm the slave that's getting back at master by fucking his woman. I, I, I But that is also yeah. enveloped in misogyny. Yeah. If I want to be woke today, that's enveloped in misogyny. All right, right. Like, I got a possession of yours and I'm fucking it instead of it being this sexual act that is a communication between two souls that love each other. Yeah, because really and truly, too, what it had me think about, too, was think about the slave that, for whatever reason, found Master's daughter attractive, but that slave never acted on it. And then think about that same slave 
being fucked up or just being beat one day because maybe the daughter said something or alluded to something. And then now that slave has like more of a reason to be like, now I'm a, now I'm a violate your daughter. I'm a really violate your daughter now. Okay. See, we're going to go deep now. Sorry. Sorry, Mano. It could get crazy, man. You got to think about it from multiple lenses. Fuck. You got to think about like what the actual reality of what would what would put that slave in that position right. to fuck the the masses daughter right. or masses wife? How would he get in that? There's only position? a few scenarios that that operate like that. One is somehow masses daughter really loved mm-hmm. Johnny John. Probably did. And they found love in a hopeless place. Right. And they was fucking on a low until somebody found and Johnny John got shot by right. a thousand, a hail of a thousand bullets. Right. Because they was like, we didn't find them fucking. We saw John John raping her. Right. And she in her mind was like, no, but she really didn't want to say that either. So it was like, yeah, he raped me. And it's like, he's like, no, baby, I loved you. No, you raped. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Hail of bullets. Right. The next version of that is. Okay, Massa's wife likes John John. Right, she likes teaching John. She thought she thinks John John is her son, and John John don't want nothing to do with Massa's nope. wife. You're like, nope, nope, no, Miss Bethune, no, I don't want to do that. So Massa's wife rapes John John, or forces John John. Right. You're going to fuck me, or I'm gonna tell Master Yo, you fucked me. That ass. Like, can we keep it real? Yo, we going to. <laughs> Gotta chill, dog. <laughs> Can we keep it real or not? Emotional over here. We gotta chill, dog. That's nah, scenario you, number two. No, no, that shit has happened. That's scenario number two. Oh, you don't want to fuck me? So I'm gonna just tell him you. So did. I'm gonna tell him you did. And so now, fuck me. And now you really gonna fucking die. So unless you want to keep your life, fuck the shit out of me. And every time you see me, look away. Don't even look my way. That that's scenario number two. Okay. Ain't no. And then <laughs> scenario number three is like you said. Yeah. Now I'm gonna violate because I didn't see you kill my entire family. Oh yeah. So now let me get your daughter alone and I'm a fucking I don't care if I die. Right. These are the scenarios that we talking about where Massa's uh, wife is getting fucked by a slave. And when she get pregnant, guess what? You a granddad. You gotta look my black boy in the face. Clean. Sweet. These are the scenarios. There's there's rarely a scenario here. Where this is something that, I don't know, me personally, I don't care what you do in your bedroom. Right. But to portray it like, oh, it's a joke. It's not, it's not, it's it's corny. It's corny to me. Corny. And I fuck with you, Mano. So if you hear this, I don't want you to think there's smoke. I don't want no smoke with you. It could be a conversation. I don't have no issues with Mano. I fuck with Mano. Uh, I just don't fuck with this. I don't want no smoke, but I'm definitely not bringing no white, no white women around you. Yeah, nah, I'm cool. I don't want to see that. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to know that when Becky go home with you, you asking her, "Yo, can can you dress me up as a slave and whip me and then I fuck the shit out?" I'm cool, dog. So crazy. I'm cool, dog. God damn, it sounds crazy. Jeez. Again, I sit down with a bunch of rappers, and there's like this very common bravado. Uh One shit with a dip, though, and self awareness is few and far between in hip hop, and it seems like you're just like. A very self-aware and humble person to know, or, what, or at Let least what know, you feel bitch. is your place in this game. 
And well, how were you able to like kind of find that mentally? Well, cause it's not a game. Like, mm. what's the game? You know, you basketball, you dribble, you shoot. Say you it score, again, bitch. The expression, you know, the music game. But is but why is that, why is that an expression? So what should the expression? The reason it's an expression because somebody has to lose. So that way, when it ends up and then you do it and it takes everything from you, then you just lost the game. Damn, but that's Vince. Not what it's supposed to be. This is a business. You're supposed to have good business, good morals. They pay you, and you know, oh well, this is an opportunity. So you don't deserve ownership of your project. This is an opportunity. You don't deserve this. You don't deserve that. So we end up being able. You know, they don't call any other genre the game. They call the rap game the rap game because it's a bunch of niggas running around and they don't want to give black people shit. So that's mm. just. It seems like you know. You know we going into another fucking play. I'm 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 definitely still tapped into that THC right now. <laughs> Talk to him, kid. You know who this nigga Vince just sounded like, bro? I swear to God, I feel like I just heard this nigga voice reincarnated through him. Nipsey fucking hustle. Mm. God will send. I gotta understand that there's a few people. So I'm not even gonna cap and act like I listen to. I don't know anything about Vince Staples' music. I'm going to keep it 1,000 on this podcast. He just dropped the project. Uh, Shout okay, out to so, that. So I got to listen to that. I'm, I've never, I feel like I wasn't properly introduced to him. I just feel like for me, he just came out of nowhere type shit. He me did. Personally. He came in that wave, that wave when hip hop was transitioning okay. and he kind of didn't fit with the rest of that that class. Well, he, uh, so he didn't get the same amount of push. I bro, don't think. look how he's talking. It's the same shit yeah. with Nipsey. Nip, Nipsey been out for mad long, and I honestly did not really get into Nipsey until two years ago. And it it was like Nipsey a similar was out vibe. Mad long. It was a similar vibe. Like it, it was Vince Staple right. and then Vince Mensa. They both came yes, out at the I, same time. Now that nigga, I, I know more of his music, right? He, because at there. the time he got that. Um, he got that clip from Kanye. Kanye gave him that boost right. as soon as he came out right. um, by jumping on that track. Right. Um, but that was when hip hop was in that transition phase. I think Little Yachty and them was around right, that right, time. Right, right, right. And Uzi. so Vince, okay. yeah, Vince didn't really get any get as much shine as he he could have or should have. Right. Now I think too that what I'm what I'm learning honestly as a hip hop enthusiast, because you know that's what the fuck we are. We more than podcasters, get it right. The thing is, when you listen to these artists, these artists be teaching some master classes on these interviews, and a lot of us don't be getting it. Honestly speaking, like, yes, a lot of them are here. They're rappers, they're writers, they're performers. No, a lot of these people was really sent to get us back to our, like, real divine source, like, dead ass. Like, to get us back to a higher level of, like, awareness, and I know some people had an issue with him saying that and saying, yo, you overly woke a lot of where the game um, verbiage came from was the streets because a lot of rappers came from selling coke and whatever, right. selling drugs. And the drug game has been referred to as the game. So a lot of the transition and okay. using of that word okay. was from the streets and not so much the label. But I think his point kind of still stands. Now, his point stands because when when Vince Staples said that, bro, the first person that came to my mind was the game, the mm. rapper, the rapper, the game. And I was like, Yo, why would you name yourself the game? Like when, when he first came in, I was like, the game. Why would you name yourself the game? And the game was tough. That's a tough name. No, no, no. That is one of the toughest names in hip hop. If we're going to take it there. Yeah, for, for I am minute. the game. I am the game. That is insane. Yeah. 
I am the game. I, I'm the game. I'm the game. That's crazy. So shout out to game. Um, but thinking about what that means in a hip hop context is I definitely get the drug game. I definitely get the street game. That's like one and the same. But it also makes me think about what would hip hop be without the streets? If we gonna keep it on it, let, let's Damn, really talk we about it. today, bro. We all bro. What would hip hop music be without crack? What would hip hop be without the eighties? What would hip hop be without chicks and uh, becoming video vixens and pimps. groupies? What would it be pimps. without pimps? What would the rap game be without pimps? But this is why I'm starting to feel so. It's dis- the same shit. It's sta- this is why I'm starting to feel so disconnected from hip hop, right? Because there was a time where that was the only way for certain people. Correct. And so they told their stories based Correct. off the fact that that was the only way to get out the fucking that I got yeah. here. Right. But now it is a way of glorification. Wow. Let's look at the the darkest parts of black culture. Right. And let's exploit it and say that it's fun and say that it's cool and say that it is the way to success and the only way to success. When now we're not in that same space. There's a lot of cool ways to be successful that don't incorporate calling women bitches as just a, a, as a hook. Yo. Demeaning our women and and talking about the sexual things that you can do with them. Oh, I bust in the face, fucked in the butt. Like, I don't give a fuck what you're doing in your bedroom. What's crazy, Why is this cool? What's really crazy about it, too, is that we've talked about this before, but I feel like this is actually, I, I wanted to say this earlier when you uh, played uh, the mouse clip. We've really gotten into a fucking society, XAB, where we're so fucking socially conscious, con- uh, consciously driven, that we're also like literally also so fucking desensitized. It's like the more we talk about being woke and the more we talk about uh, trying to uh, do good or, you know, uh, you know, try to uh, make sure we do good by our women and, you know, uh, hopefully women hear us out as men. At the same time, a lot of us are so desensitized. It's, it's, a lot of us is also saying, what the fuck is the point? What the fuck mm. is what the fuck is the point of this shit? Like, does this shit really even fucking matter? I'm over here worried about if if, if girls want to be called bitches or if niggas or if dudes want to be called niggas. Who the fuck cares that? Yo, that record is fire. Fuck, I don't want to think that deep right. anymore. What right. the fuck am right. I thinking about? That's, that's a fact. That's what Vince is also talking about. Too. It's but the that's game, a fact. bro. That's a it's fact. Scary, bro. Oh we are. We at this space because I even get caught up like that. It's like yo, some I don't want to. Be digging this deep yeah, yeah. 24 7. That's I true. see this shit every day. I, I'm there with you. So and, and I'm a fucking poet. I'd be like, I don't want to be this fucking deep. Yeah, so if I if I hear a hot beat and they saying some wild shit, I, yo, I don't give a fuck. It's fire. But at the same time, I think the difference is I know when to catch myself. Yeah. I know when to say, all right, that's enough of this shit. Yeah. A lot of people don't know when to catch themselves. No. And then they believe. The shit that they're listening to, and then they want to emulate it to some extent. Right. They may not go out and pick up a, a nine and spray a block down, right? Because they heard a little baby lyric, right? But now, seeing a nigga with a Glock is cool, right? As opposed to seeing a nigga with a degree being cool. Yo, one of the coolest things I saw today on the train. I mean, I didn't really like it all the way. I mean. This guy, this white guy had his two kids on the train. They both was reading books. One of his kids was standing up 
And his daughter was sitting on her book bag on a dirty ass train. I was like, yo, white people do the darnest fucking things. Where the where the fuck is the host from fucking uh, 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 America's Funniest Home Videos? Because this shit crazy. It was bad. But he got on the train and all his kids was in their own world. And I was literally looking at his his white son. Like, I was like, in my own head, like, I wonder what book he's reading. Like, he's really into that book. And we're on a train where niggas is asking niggas for money. We're on a train where a nigga on the other side is yelling. We're on a train where niggas are listening to music. And these these two kids are in their own world. Even the father was real. I was like, wow. We really could be in the same space, in, 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 but in a whole different space. And, and part of it is what, <sighs> my God, as entertainers, we choose to glorify. Yeah. That is really what it comes down to. And it's... That's no knock. Like, that's that's one reason why I will always fuck with Meg. Because at least in some way, shape, or form, right. she tries to incorporate the fact that I went to college and I graduated. Yo, big facts. She always highlights that. Big fucking facts. She didn't have to do it either, but she did it. Nah. She got her deal, and she could have said, right, fuck I'll that. get it later, or I'll never get it. She was like, I got my deal. Let me finish what I started. You got to respect somebody like that. I, while I'm the hottest... Oh. Artist literally, out. Literally, literally. When she was in school, I was like, oh, she in school? And I'm the hard, hottest artist out still going to school. That's why I always will, no matter how much fire we give her, right, right, right. I always fuck with her because she still decided, yo, let me glorify the fact that education is important. And I'm not saying education is the only way or the only thing that's cool counter to hip hop. Right. I'm just saying she found a way to incorporate something that's normally deemed not cool right. and bigged it up and made it so that I'm sure... At least twenty percent of her fans are now saying, "Yo, I want to make sure I get my degree too." Megan I could be a city girl, but right. I wanna, I wanna get a degree. Megan Thee Stallion lost her fucking mother. R.I.P. to her mom. The fucking one of the, the 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 most horrible diseases you could ever have. Could have been like, I'm not doing this no more. Could have been like, fuck it. My mom was my best friend. Could have lost her mind on some Kanye West shit. She probably did in some instances, but just didn't really show us. Got got her deal. Got the hits, started building a buzz, was like, uh, I'm going to finish my degree. And I think the testament in that is, I'm going to finish my degree. Up, oh, whoops, up, oh, I got shot. I'm going to finish my degree. Up, oh, niggas is trying to slander me. Uh, niggas is playing with my money on my label. Uh, I'm going to finish my degree. Yo, honestly, Megan Thee Stallion is a real fucking one. She's a real one, oh, for honestly, sure. bro. Like, yeah, you just helped me put so much of that into more perspective. She a real one for that. Goddamn, yeah. son. Yeah, nah, for real. Wow. So shout out to Meg. Goddamn. Yeah, we don't give her flowers enough, but we Yo, doing it today. That's a fact. Shout out to Meg. And we got we got that clip of the new song. I do yeah, fuck with it. I like it. That new song is kind of wild. <laughs> that I, I, I like, I like, I mean, same, on it. Same, same content. Yeah, same content. But I like but the switch yeah, up. I was like, I like the switch up. We get to that in a second. Meek right. Mill says, they crashing the rap game out. That everybody drop on Friday BS? What the fuck is that? My Meek Mill, my Meek yeah, Mill yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I like it. You've been, you been practicing. A little bit. Yeah. Why would you want to sell your product on the same day as the competition? For a billboard look? Mm. LOL. What did that do for the artists? Mm. Now, Meek, you are spitting facts. Meek is definitely spitting. Sometimes he be spitting facts. Sometimes he's like, what the fuck are you talking about, nigga? But see, the thing about it, though, is I don't think this is fair. Mm. As a new artist, right, you need the billboard look. You if you don't have that, it's harder. You you need to be able to drop and say your project went number one on Billboard. Right. Uh, Big Lotto, hello, <laughs> Big Lotto. Right, it's easy for you, Meek, 
to talk from this lens because established. you've been in the game for X amount of years. Almost 10 years now. And you've been at least hot, one of the hottest artists out at one point. Big facts. Yeah. If you haven't been the number one artist at one point right. in time, you've been one of the hottest out. And so when you are one of the hottest out and you've already got that esteem, it's easier for you to say, man, fucking, I'm going to drop on a Tuesday. Right. Because I don't need the billboard look. I know my fans are there. They're going to pick up my album whenever I drop. Right. And I'm going to get my recoup um, based off of the numbers that I know I can project. Right. A new artist can't do that. No. They need to drop at a certain time to get the billboard look, to get the numbers, and to get the accolades, right. to then say, I'm the hottest artist. And then bully the label into giving them the money that they deserve right. and bully them into getting the type of press that they need. Right. I, I, I have nothing to say. Yeah. So I think I just think that, you know, we hear you, Meek, but that's just kind of not it's not fair. Um, Amanda Seals has a new show on Laugh Out Loud Radio, which is Kevin Hart's uh, company. Shout out to her. Um I know you said you don't really, you ain't really yeah, feeling it. I'm not, I'm not I'm not really looking forward to Amanda Sales, man. I feel like a part of me is still holding a, a, a indirect gripe against how she tried to play Nas. Oh, I ain't even hear that. I mean, uh, I think this was last year or the year before. This was around the time when I want to say um, Nas was going through some shit, and Nas had put up three posts, and the posts was black but the captions was he was just talking about what he was going through i think i was dealing with his daughter also and also dealing with Khalees. and around the time he's putting out new music and she was basically saying nas is her favorite rapper of all time she loves nas to death she was bumping nas you know for the majority of you know her depression and shit she went through and then she just started clowning nas and i was like you're not gonna clown a legend like this and she did. It was bad too. She was going in on us, like real bad. And I was like, you act in my mind is like you act like you know these people. Like I feel like you should only be talking with so much passion. Even if that damn, if it's really that real, yo, you in the industry, fuck around and try to link up and have a conversation with Nas. But nah, this what the fuck niggas do when they got platforms. Niggas will get their big platforms, niggas will sit on their horse, they'll say every fucking thing they have to, and then when it's time. To really put whatever that energy is into talking about the next nigga, you can't put it in your career. Man, the seals, you are not even where you want to be in life right now. You had the little situation with Issa Rae and his clip for you was done. What what have you done lately? Nothing. Not what have you done lately? This shit better make us laugh out loud, or it will be laugh out loud. Mm. The fuck? Like all that energy you put into going in on other people and being so fucking opinionated. Like, I really wish you would take some of that energy, put it into yourself, put it into your art. Like, really put it into you. Because I feel like a lot of you, Amanda, you are miserable. Something is not on in you. It's off. It's been off. Mm. That Like, that's how I feel. I didn't even know I felt that way until we started talking about it. And I think she's dope. I think she's fire. I think she could be more fire if she just focuses on what the fuck she needs to focus on. And I think she's good looking. But the moral of the story is she needs to focus on her. She's not doing that. I mean, I agree with a lot of sentiments there. I think... Uh I do feel like a lot of what Amanda put stake into is being miserable at the things that a lot of people find some joy in. And sometimes 
that can be overbearing to watch an individual continue to do. It's kind of like, all right, we get it. Like, yes, there is wokeness and everything. And we understand that. But sometimes it comes off as visceral. And that's not, I don't think that's helpful to her and her spirit. Right. And I don't think that's necessarily helpful to the climate all the time. But I get it. I'm not going to tell anybody how to feel. Right. I'm not going to tell anybody how to do their art. I'm not going to tell anybody how to express themselves. If that's what you want right. to do for yourself, go ahead, baby girl. I'm in support of it. It's just a matter of it's overkill. Sometimes. It turns, yeah, it turns me off. Um, and I fuck with her. Yeah. Keep it rolling, though. Fuck it. We gonna <laughs> we got some more shit to get off our chest about some of these scenarios, man. Um, shout out to Mouse Jones and the and facts, the guys next facts. door. Beautiful, beautiful um, clip, beautiful take. Let's get this going. Don't know how to communicate and talk to the people that is supposed to provide them safety. Mm. We say it all the time in life. People are only going to treat you how? How you allow them to treat you. Okay. So if you're you're, you're allowing this woman to get, like, it's just simple. It starts off so simple. At least for me, it's like, yo, stop talking to me like that. No more. It's not a question. Oh, my God. I am creating a hard boundary. Do not speak to me like that. And what happens if I do? Oh, you challenge my boundary. Well, let me show you what happens when you challenge my boundary. I don't fight back. I leave. One plus one is going to equal two. Every time. One minus one is going to equal you. Yo, when he said (laughs) that was a good one. He said that. I was like, oh, nah, this nigga went to another level. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on another pod level now. No, he is. He is. He's potting on another level. Thank you, Mouse. (sighs) This is the realest shit. (laughs) In a long time on 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 a male podcast, too. Instead of niggas talking about fuck shit. Y'all provide safety to us just as much as we provide safety to y'all. Y'all don't understand, like Distinguished said, when we come home from the world beating us down, from maybe going to a job where we know we don't make enough money to provide you the lifestyle that we want to, or maybe going, coming home, and maybe we did have a baby mama, and we know that our check about to get garnished for child support, but that's okay because it's providing for our young person that is being raised up, maybe we are being beaten down before we come home. And so when we come home, we're looking for a safe space. We're That's what niggas mean when they say we want peace. It has nothing to do with sit down and shut up and any of that other goofy shit. It has to do with when I come home, my partner needs to feel like safety. I don't need to come home and feel like I'm on eggshells. I don't need to come home and feel like I'm about to get into another fight. And unfortunately, some of y'all think that fighting and arguing is cute and it's not. I had to do this recently. I had to set a boundary with a young woman and say, don't talk to me like that. Wow. And you know what she decided to do? Hop, jump, and skip, and double dutch all over that motherfucking boundary. And guess what I did? I said, see you later. You will not. And it's not because, wow. oh, she was too spicy. Oh, she was too much for me. Right. Oh, I couldn't handle her. No, it was because I saw the direction of where that could go. And it wasn't for me. Right. I'm not going to sit here and 
convince you to be safety. If that's not what you want to be for me as I am providing to you, right. then why am I fighting you for that? Right. Maybe you're not mature enough yet. Right. Maybe you don't know what safety looks like. Mm. Maybe you you've never seen it your entire life. Mm. Maybe you are just in a space where maybe you aren't over your ex or you aren't over what the other niggas did in the past to you. Right. And all of that is okay. You probably need to get some help. You may need therapy. You might need to come to a realization without help or therapy. Either way, I didn't pack my cape up a long time ago. Mm. About four years now. That cape is gone. That's it. I can't can't save you, Mm. especially when I'm not committed to you. You got to save yourself. And then maybe we could work something out. There you go. But beyond that, I'm not arguing with you because, and I said this before, I said it on on my story the other day, there is no room and there's no place for safety for men that decide that they want to argue with a woman. There's no safe place for a man, God forbid, and nor, nor should there be, Safety for a man that decides he wants to put hands on a woman. There's no safety for a nigga who wants to do malicious things to women. Now, verbally arguing with a woman and going back and forth and getting aggressive with a woman is totally different than the other things that I mentioned. But the fact remains that even in those spaces, there is no safety for men. A man is not safe in those spaces. So when you decide to put a man in that space, you have to understand that you are deciding to put him in an unsafe position. And a lot of y'all don't realize that or a lot of y'all move like y'all don't realize that. Arguing with your partner every day is not a safe space for a man. Point blank, period. Doing shit that's going to make your partner upset and angry and bark on you is not a safe space for a man. We are not safe in any of those spaces. So, yeah, if you got a grievance with me, please, baby, bring it up. You don't like something that I did, please, baby, communicate. But do it in a safe way. Do it in a way that both of us are going to be safe at the end of the day. Mm. Barking at me, calling me names, calling me stupid, acting like I ain't worth a, a, a regular conversation, raising your voice, talking to me like I'm your child is not a safe space. No. Because if I decide to reciprocate that energy... You can go off and say whatever the fuck you want. And then, again, like we said, now there might be some other men that want to see me. Now the cops might want to see me. And we don't want those men to see us. Now society might want to see me. Because I might be on IG barking at my girl and now everybody, oh, this nigga sound abusive. But y'all don't know for the last... Two weeks, she been in the background calling me an ain't shit nigga because my coins ain't up. Or when I come home and I'm tired, she's finding a way to argue with me. Like, those things aren't safe spaces for men. And I do think taking it off the women as men, Mm -hmm. niggas need to learn that it's okay to have boundaries. It don't make you bitch made or nothing to be able to tell your partner or to tell a woman, yo, listen, 
I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to raise my voice at you. I don't want to get aggressive with you unless it's in the motherfucking bedroom. That's it. So for the remainder and duration of whatever this is that we're doing, whether it's an argument, whether you need to communicate something to me, whether it's a disagreement, don't raise your voice at me. Don't call me no names. Let's communicate and let's have a conversation. If we can't do that, let's separate and come back. And if we can't do that, let's separate and never get back together. That's it. That's it. That's really what it boils down to. Because niggas need safety too. I'm sorry. Or that might be the name of the episode. <laughs> and it's a fact though. Niggas need safety too. <laughs> niggas need safety too. That's and we fact. it's like we not we're not entitled to that. And we are. We don't feel safe, man. God, Our partners man. can't continue to go around thinking that they can say, do, and be whatever they want. But when a nigga decides that he wants to do the same thing, it's a problem. And sometimes it is a problem. Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes it is, yeah. Sometimes it is. Ain't nobody taking that away. But in the same breath, with it being a problem. Right. And you know that's a problem. Come on, bring her home. Why would you put me in that problem and not be the solution? Come on, Yo, man. if we, we not fucking podcasting right now, man, y'all not listening to the world's most dangerous podcast. That's a fact. Stop y'all need fucking to, playing, man. Y'all really need to stop playing with us. Put some respect on our names. Put some respect on this shit. nigga XAB. Don't you ever fucking forget. I slap a midget for this nigga, man. For real. I think I think uh, Nick Cannon has something special to say here. Let me. Let me <laughs> That's the perfect person to talk. I don't have the horror stories of anybody uh, stealing from me, but I do have uh-huh. the horror stories of being irresponsible mm. uh, and losing it more than once, losing, uh, not having, going broke, not having the bread, being a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, people warning me. Um, child. Anyway, so and, you know, I, I did. I think early on. Um, as a teenager, getting my first check, I was signed to Will Smith. After all of that, you know, everything, the everything, like so. Once he, you know, I was, I was creating a little buzz. At like, like I said, 16, 17, 16 years old. Shout out in to Atlanta, Revolt. they had this, this uh, comedy festival from that Jamie Foxx used to put on called Laugh a Palooza in the nineties, and that's kind of one of those spots where you can. Jamie Foxx, bring that shit back. And, Fuck. And you know, I rocked that. Joint right, let's host it. Will Smith's company uh, was there, and they got the tape and showed it to Will, and Will was like, "Yo." I'm yeah, he kept he kept going, but the the main point there I think is is basically it kind of it's a different version of it, but again, it's about it's about safety in some essence in some form. It's him saying, "Yo, I wasn't being safe with my money. I got taken advantage of mm-hmm. um in different ways, but more so in being foolish and being young right. and not really having a circle I guess around him to Nick Cannon Nick Cannon was our first bow wow. If y'all don't understand what was happening in that interview, mm. um, on on multiple levels, and <laughs> I mean that on multiple levels, um, Nick Cannon also, you know, if you're gonna keep it a hundred, Nick Cannon has had a very very tumultuous last few months. I mean, Nick Cannon lost his child. Mm. Nick Cannon, prior to losing his child, lost his show. Mm. Nick Cannon has been losing a lot of shit lately. I'm surprised Nick Cannon has not lost his fucking mind. It's the season for him. It's a season of loss for him, for sure. Bro, every time this man has done or said something, first of all, this whole thing started when he said the Semitic um, comment. Right. 
Right. That's when this shit went on a fucking decline. It was it was a loss. It was it was lost season for him. That was I mean, and 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 for him as big as he is, even saying that, and this is coming from a nigga like me, because I be saying wow shit. Even that, I was like, I knew when I heard it, I was like, I don't know if there's gonna be no coming back from this. Yeah, and and you know, I knew it, and I was like, not not this one, man. A lot of us kind of got into the rabbit hole of YouTube and everything else mm-hmm. over the pandemic, and right. A lot of us champion the uh, outside the mainstream viewpoint, which is fine. But I right. do think oftentimes we miss that if you don't do the actual, you don't do the research yeah. and, and look into things, everything looks like gold. Sometimes that shit is gold plated. Right. And I do feel like that's partly where the conversation came from. You got one side of the story. And right. through that one side of the story, like you felt empowered to say what you said, and that's fine. Right. And I'm not discrediting that part of the story. Not at all. But there's also another part of the story. And if you don't go and get that counter view and get that counter perspective, you sometimes f- find yourself where where Nick Cannon was. Now it's unfortunate too that now we're talking about Nick Cannon. This else this also brings me back to my sister Whoopi Goldberg. Now this is my fucking problem, and this is not even a part of the agenda, but this is my problem when it comes to us. Talk to him, King. The problem is, and XAB and D-Flow, shout out to D-Flow, my brothers know I was highly upset about this next part I'm about to say. It's one thing to say what you said in it, Cannon, and then you apologize, which I agree for what you said and how it came about. Yeah, definitely should have apologized, which you did. But the thing I will still not agree with is when you went back. That's the shit that irks me. Mm. Like, that shit still gets me upset because you said what you said on a platform because you know your voice when you speak Nick Cannon, it amplifies crazy because you know you're bigger than Wildin' Out. But when I saw what they did to you, they made an example because you said some shit at that particular moment in time, you probably had no business saying, but you felt inclined to say because you felt connected to the rabbi. You felt connected to the community. You felt like you were saying something that would stand the test of time and the only time that it did was take away your fucking money and your opportunity to have your uh, platform while not, which we learned if they took it away, whose platform really is it? Mm. And that's the part that got me upset because when you went back, it was almost like you were reconfirming who really fucking runs this shit. You were also reconfirming uh, you actually don't have as much power as we thought you did in terms of having your own. Because even though it says Nick Cannon presents Wildin' Out, nigga, they were not wildin' out when they took that. They was making an example. They're like, we're going to show you what wildin' out really is about. We're going to wild out right now. No show, nigga. Clipped, done, finished like it never was. Next. And I think that's also why, low-key why, all of this other shit started happening to him. And not to mention, I'm sorry, his show also was canceled. Like, come on, he had a fucking show, the Nick Cannon show. That was taken off. That's a fact. So, you know, again, now, now going to Whoopi. Whoopi Goldberg, the same fucking thing. She said what she said on The View. And then she got suspended. And now she's back on The View. Well, she says she's taking a, a break from it. I don't know what that means. I don't know if she's reassessing. Whoopi, you can't take a break from a platform that the only reason why a lot of black viewers is watching is because of you, Whoopi. Yeah, I don't know. She plans on taking a break, and that means she's not going to come back. Um, 
I don't know. But that's a that's a good point in terms of the reaffirmation of who really runs shit. Right. Like we have to get to a place honestly. And even though he says some shit, which I'm sure you talked about maybe in a previous episode, the dude that's on the podcast with all the other football players, and he was saying that bullshit about Russell Simmons being a square. Right. That podcast platform, to me, at least exposes how vulnerable we need to be in terms of owning up and 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 honing our shit. But they also had an episode that talked about um, Ocho Cinco was talking about it. If this person got a million dollars, if you got a million dollars, why don't we all fucking put our breath together and start worrying about what the fuck they doing over here? Right. And although it sounds easy, really and truly, a lot of niggas, bro, is not thinking about coming together. A lot of niggas is like, nigga, why come together when I got this? I ain't gotta, gotta do you nigga, you do what the fuck you do. Nigga, I'm over here with it. I gotta come to get come together for what, nigga? That's a, a lot of people think like that. And the reality is this is why I'm starting to really feel like we will never really be unified as a people. I'm not even talking about black race anymore. Might get killed for that. But I'm talking about as a human society. Like, we need to really honestly get past um, in a lot of ways when it comes to actually just being on, like, a humanistic level. Like, yo, at the end of the day, we need to learn how to work with people that we damn sure don't fuck with, but we also need to learn how to work with people that we know we can build something greater with if we just put our egos to the side. Everything don't have to always be about business, but sometimes everything needs to be about, yo, what are we going to do to um, plant this seed so that this plant can grow in 10 years so that we can have a natural um, a fruit come from it so we, we can eat? Because we all need to eat from the fucking plant. But if we all don't come together, some niggas is going to die because they're not going to be able to uh, 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 benefit from the fruits of this labor that we need to put in place. Like, that's where I'm at with Whoever a lot of shit. do a song with Meg? Segways right into this. For the right price, because I'm smart. Okay. I'm a businesswoman at the end of the day. Would you ever do a song? That was shit. This nigga is impeccable with his time. And I just got to say, I appreciate what we do on this podcast, bro. I love you, man. Love you, too. God damn. Erica Banks. <laughs> she is a baddie, too. Oh, my God. She's a baddie. Fuck. Bring PRs back. <laughs> bring bring publicists back. Bring you, you just wanted to put the gun out? Bring, <laughs> bring artist management back. Bring all that shit back. She might have heard you just with that. Yeah. Blackballed yourself in the in 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 music. Yeah, yeah, it might be a clip for her. You got that clip circulating, and then you got the other clip circulating of you talking about, yo, you were mad because you felt like Nicki Minaj was yo. giving all the girls that can't rap features, but wasn't giving you a feature. Um, chill. Anyway, so. That was insane when she said that. I was like, yeah, city girls might be wilding out this summer now for sure. So let, let's talk about this PR move. Let's talk about right. it. You just bigged up whatever platform that is. I don't know if it's a radio show. I don't know if it's a podcast. I don't know what the fuck that was. But they popping now. Yeah. Shout out to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you just downgraded your shit. Right. That's not how it's supposed to work. Right. You're supposed to go on a platform uh-huh. and get your shit elevated and maybe leave them niggas right where they at. That's These niggas right. are circulating, getting picked up by the blogs. People probably running to their page to see who they are. I know I went to their page. People probably going 
and oh, they like another conversation that they had with somebody else. Oh, there's a follow. For you, you just lost followers, and more importantly, you just, you just lost, lost the, the respect. Yeah, you just lost you lost a bag. <laughs> You got Mad Girls, Asian, the Brad, I think, uh, or Asian Doll, one of the two of them, uh, came out and said, yo, stop putting me side by side by this clown. Like, I don't... Oh, shit. I don't believe or subscribe to what she's saying. Like, you got Coily Ray, like, yo, that's funny. I guess I'm a girl that can't rap, but my shit is on Billboard. Like, I don't know what it is about this era where women is out for blood this era. That's what it is, nigga. But also, <laughs> there are no publicists and there's no artist development and oh, it's yeah. showing crazy. We've been was talking about this. Artist development been out of here. She for might really be done off of this bullshit. At least have to sit down for a couple of months. Oh, yeah, I hope facts. that next song is a fucking banger. If that next song is not a banger, guess what? You're going to need a, a Nicki feature or a Cola Ray feature at that moment in time. You might not we, never get we, it. This might be the last time we see Erica Banks. And and we like her. We fuck with her over Definitely here. Definitely fuck with Erica Banks. Her fine ass. And she has she has like two two she got some, she got solidified hits. Yeah, she definitely got snappers. She got that shit that went viral on TikTok. Right. And then she got the other one. Bust it. Bust it. Yo, and, and that's the one. Like, that's the record that was... I was like, oh, shit. This, act, this record went all the way. And that was... A tick, some TikTok shit. Yeah. She got two TikTok joints. Right. But this, all we're saying is that Erica might not be going to the bank at some point. Nah. The bank is closed for bank a while. Definitely closed. Shit. <laughs> wow. More control. Please, ladies. I think women are more controlling because you guys have a different level of freedom. Women, we were taught grab a man, keep him, make sure he stay home, don't let that go nowhere like we were brought up in a different way than men i think men were brought up in a way that they can be free you can sow your oats you can run around you can be a hoe like you could do all of these Shout different things so Also, say, um, sometimes it may come from a place of insecurity Facts. like if i don't know where this man is at all times if i don't know what he's doing at all times i could be missing something so it's like embarrassment mm -hmm. it's all right so wow. the first one the first, the first part of that conversation was very interesting to me because um, there might be a correlation there between how a lot of women are raised and the, the strictness of you can't go outside after a certain hour. You can't bring niggas over. You either. can't bring niggas over. You can't hang out. You can't do this versus how men are typically raised to be wild and free and, yo, let the wilderness and let life right. teach you. Right. Like, if you out there doing what you're not supposed to do, you're going to learn. Right. Um, and that leading to maybe a controlling aspect of, well, this is how I was raised. So if my man is out all hours of the night, I don't like that shit because I've it's been ingrained in me that that means that something bad can happen versus how men. I know a lot of times when I'm talking to my homeboys, they're like, yo, I can't wait for my wife to go out with her friends. Go chill. Like, I don't need to be with you 24 seven. I don't need to. To figure out where you are now. Granted, I'm no, I know there's niggas out there that are controlling that do wild shit. I'm just saying, my homeboys. I don't really hang around a lot of niggas that, for to my knowledge, are doing goofy shit. The niggas that I do hang around, they be like, "Yo, I want my wife to be out there having fun. I don't want to feel like uh she's a, a fucking prisoner in the crib, and I don't want to feel like a prisoner in the crib." So, listening to this definitely gives me that type of 
a vibe in terms of understanding it from that perspective. Now, the insecurity part, I don't really fuck with. Like, if you're insecure that you don't feel like... I grant, I granted, I know she was saying it in the form of this is a reality. Right. Understood. But if that is your reality, then you need to seek healing before you get into a relationship. That is a fact. I think that part of what she's also saying is deep down inside, a lot of women wish they were men in that instance. And mm. those, you know, going through those motions and going through those inhibitions, you know really wanting to be wild or, or really wanting to feel what that feels like or wanting to know exactly what that meant at that moment. Like for me, I know growing up in my household, it wasn't the, it, it wasn't the fact that my parents allowed me to bring people over. If I'm a beyond, especially women, I just started bringing chicks over mm. and I don't think there, I don't think there is a, there's not a conversation that's being had about bringing girls over. It's like something that almost like by default or by like this indirect instinct that you just like a girl so much that one day on some, it could be the most random sh- you come into the crib or you are now trying to figure out a way to sneak her in the house. And that's kind of how these girls get in the house anyway. And then these are the same girls now now watch this. We about to hurt somebody. These are the same girls that we're sneaking in the house. These girls have never left their house. Mm. All these girls do is go to school, go to church, and go back home. So it's also the thrill and the danger. And now the whole time you're either doing something. Where I remember one time I was sucking this girl titties in my room and my brother caught me doing it. And the girl was embarrassed. And I was not embarrassed. I probably should have been more embarrassed for her. My brother was like... Uh, my bad, my bad. And I just had the door wide open. We still had our clothes on. This was a girl that I really liked. I remember like it was yesterday. She was a little thick thing. Um, and me and my brother never had a conversation about it. Mm. And I was like, wow. Here I here I am thinking in my head, damn, like he might say something. He might nothing. It was almost like it never happened. But I could only imagine what is going through a woman's mind. Or a girl's mind, because, you know, I grew up with my sister, and she could never have gotten away with half the shit I got away with. But, but, and this is not to tell on my sister, but I guarantee one thing, there's probably shit that she probably did not do in the house, or did not want to do in the house, because when she finally found out how the fuck I was moving, maybe indirectly she was like, I gotta find a nigga that moved just like my brother. And it's and that's how the cycle goes. We are teaching today on this podcast. This is a master class. It's this different. <laughs> Top. We tip. about to yeah. We about to wrap up, but we giving y'all that good content. Um. So we are gonna continue to do that before we dip out of here. Right. Um. I didn't even feel like it was three hours. Yeah. It's about. I think we had like two or uh, maybe about to be in two forty okay. in a second. Listen, they watch movies longer than us, so it's okay. That's a fact. And. To be honest, our fans uh, really do enjoy the long conversations. That's that's a fact. So, you know, y'all getting three hours of goodness. Listen, I got to make up. I was gone, right? So this is punishment. I'm sorry. Someone else who got to make up. 
Meg dropped a new track. Honestly, bro, she know what she's doing. First of all, if y'all don't know the jingle in the background on how she's rapping, then you don't know who the fuck Tupac Shakur is. Mm-hmm. Because this, this right here, this right here puts Meg in a hole. First of all, one thing I'm learning about Meg is this. What Meg does is when Meg knows that niggas is talking shit or she's feeling attacked, here we go, she's so fucking intelligent. She's like, I'm going to make a fire-ass record and everybody's going to love it because all y'all do is fucking talk shit about me. She makes good anthems. She 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 knows what she's doing and if she continues to figure like, you know, her situation out in terms of what her brand cuz I still feel like there's some brand identity that's not fully there yet. Cuz all like a lot of her music is sex 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 sex. Yeah. But I feel like there's so much more there. We yeah, she got to get away from that. Yeah, we know that there's so much more there. However, I feel like if Megan finally allows herself to go deeper in her writing into her thoughts, Megan might be one of the best female artists we done ever had in this fucking like game. And we just gonna we just I'm just gonna segue <laughs> it into this shit. Tori, another nigga that I don't know him. Conflicted dog. Um I don't know what's going on with this case, but you better win this case. Oh. Because oh, have to. You posting up with Carl Crawford just looks nasty. It's nasty business. It just looks nasty. Nasty business. I don't know what the overall goal was. I you had to have known what you was doing. So it's you not. Had to have known. It wasn't like you did. You didn't. You ain't know, know who you was posted right. up next to. Because Tori, honestly, bro, again, like the good brother said, we don't know you. But Tori, if you saw that nigga in the club, honestly, there's one or two things you should have done. One, seen him. Maybe acknowledge him and dip, like move from the section. Two, look at him and honestly, not advocating violence, but look at him and be like, yo, what you doing over there or what you did with Meg? Now, the whole situation is kind of whack, you know? At least not get caught on camera. Yeah, at least the not very get caught least. on camera because it's not, it's not looking good for both of y'all fucking niggas. Yeah, I mean, you keep keying on camera laughing and joking. Right, dapping it up. Nigga, what are you doing? You know that she and him got beef. You in court right now, nigga. You, you should in court not be with in the club right now, bro. You should be with, with your lawyers doing some shit. At the very least, it looks like antagonizing behavior. And at its worst, it looks like some wild corny shit. Maybe I need to flip that. The very least is some wild corny shit, right? And at the very worst, it is antagonizing behavior. Yeah, here we go. As you are in court, right. trying to settle a uh, assault with a deadly weapon dispute, like right. mm, probably not the best time to do the photo op with Carl Crawford. 
Niggas' timing just be so fucking off, bro. God damn, these niggas don't know when the fuck to just sit the fuck down. You might want to sit this club outing out, sir. Y'all niggas, all y'all niggas do is live in the club. Sit this one out. I don't know what. Like, not gonna miss you. Bring PRs back. <laughs> bring publicists back. Shit, I might be I in episode two. Fuck. Like, just bring them back. Bring them out. Like fuck. niggas, they we just doing goofy shit for the internet now. Listen, is that all it is, nigga? We not safe, <laughs> okay? Niggas need to pull a dick out and and put it on the internet. So, that's what's gonna get the podcast on another level. So confi- that they might like that's what I be feeling like. It's crazy. Either that or our fans gotta work harder. We putting it on y'all. Work harder. Get us. That's a fact. Get us to the next level, that's y'all. A fact. You know. Yeah, we are gonna definitely we gonna put some sponsorship behind these fucking next clips. Watch. <laughs> we need this shit. Responsibility of a man, right? When you know. Up, You're Joe? not willing to do what you need to do to make this specific woman woman happy because of whatever she's looking for, and that just ain't in your palate. It's our job to bounce. Cut like, America's meat. How you feel about that take? I've done it. Exactly what he's done when I knew or when I felt I don't want to be the guy to take this woman to the next level. Because one of two things. One, I'm going to have to deal with this. I have a friend who, not last year, I think the year before last, we were like in like a space where she knew I was with somebody, but she's also a virgin. She's, she's around my age. And she wanted to fuck me. And I kept saying to myself, hell to the no, no, no. Right. I was like, you're around my age and you're still a virgin. I don't want that type of energy. I don't want that power. I don't, I don't, I don't want that responsibility. Nothing. Obligation. Right. I know, I know what that's going to look like. It's going to be a great time for me. It's going to be a life changing time for you. I don't want to be the friend that took your virginity and not the friend that helped you take uh, get you to the next level. I don't want to just elevate your legs. You want me to elevate more than that. We potter, nigga. Come on, man. Damn. So I turned it down, and it was right there. It was. Uh, it was. I'm looking at it right now, nigga. Yo, that's another thing. Maybe next episode of Patreon, we need to talk about how many times nigga turned down pussy. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Y'all don't realize how much niggas really turn. Y'all think niggas always, if pussy on the table, we accept it. And nope. so, sometimes. Sometimes. That's just, that's sometimes. But a lot of times, we see that you trying to throw the pussy, and we don't want it, and we avoid the shit. Have to. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think that uh, what Joe's saying is right. I mean, let's face it, bro. Like, let's really be real on this on this fucking podcast, bro. Fuck the monikers, fuck the followers we have, fuck the people that we have relations with. Let's keep it a hundred, bro. What's good? We know that there are women that want to be with us, but we cannot take them to the next level. Oh, there's a fact. There, whenever I am confronted <laughs> with the idea of can't. This woman wants more than I can provide to her, whether it's financially, 
Because that's another headache in itself. Yeah, yeah, that's Man, you got... We have to learn to check our egos and put it to the side. I have actively looked at a chick's lifestyle before and said, I'm not providing that. Right. Now, not only am I not providing that because maybe you could provide that, I don't want to always have to do that. No, I don't... That's what you're doing all... And and a lot of times that also boils down to... Because I've been in a space where... A lot of times with me, because I'm the type of dude that I am, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing for a chick. Right. And what I had to, like, stop myself as as recent as this year and sit myself down about was, you're doing, 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 but what are, do you feel like you're getting that same energy back? And if you're not, why are you doing, 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 doing? And, And then the connection was, it's your motherfucking ego. Right. It's to just say that you are in this space with this young lady. But at the end of the day, what does being in this space with this young lady actually do for you? And a lot of times the answer is nothing. And so, yes, I do think there's two sides of this, right? Sometimes it's in the man's best interest to be like, yo, I'm not able to do exactly what this girl wants, whether it is she wants a relationship and I don't, um, whether it is she wants a particular lifestyle and that ain't for me, we're not compatible in some way, shape, or form, or any other variable, it is your responsibility to dip there. And then on the other side, the flip side of it, talk about it, is when it is more beneficial to her. And you realize that you are going to hurt this girl. Come on. If you continue to play with her Yo. and act like you are going to be able to do or or fulfill a promise that you know damn well right. in the back and front of your mind, you do not want to do in any way, shape, or form. Yes, nigga, it's your responsibility to dip at that point in time. Yeah. yeah. It's also her responsibility to dip. You know what it is? If you only using that nigga for food and money... At some point, you're going to have to hang that shit up. Don't right. play with that man. Right. Um, we really want to be with these girls that, or we want to be in a position to provide for these girls that we know we're not in a position to, to provide for them yet. So we might say or do things or go out our way. And low-key fucking be broke and they don't even know it. We over here doing all this extra shit because we really don't want to let these girls go. Like, we really like these girls. And we know in the back of our mind at some point that shit is going to end. Yeah, I've I've dated women that I've said to myself, I can't see myself marrying her. Right. So what the fuck are you dating her for? Right. Because a lot of us don't want to let these girls go, bro. Going back to what Vince Stable said, yo, nigga, this is a part of the motherfucking game. That's a fact. And at some point, though, gotta you got to stop playing the game and uh, treat it like a business. Yo, yo, we got to stop playing, bro. If if you don't see no future with that girl, right? But you know she see a future with you. Let her right. go. Yo, you have to. you have to you have to, bro. It's your responsibility. We're talking to so we're hurting somebody right now, bro, 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 somebody. homie. Homie, dog, somebody listening to this right. Yo, leave her alone. Let her go. Let her go, please. Let her go. Let it go. We don't need another broken, heart-aching woman out here. Let her go. 
And then same for the for, for, for the ladies. Ladies, yeah. let him go. You just using that man for bread every five minutes. You asking for 30, 40, 50. You know, like, I'm going to keep it 100. I can't even say shorty name. I'm going to keep it 100. There's somebody <laughs> that I liked, and I never said I liked her because we cool. We, you know, friends or whatever. But I wanted to fuck the shit out of her. And all I was good to her for was money. I was never good enough to, quote unquote, be taken seriously. Because she knew every time she reached out to me, I would give her money. And I did. And at the time, I was in a relationship and I was still giving her money. Because I cared about her. Shit she had going on. And I'm just like, I'm wilding right now. And let's keep it a sack Because if we're going to pod We're going to pod D If we're going to pod We're going to pod D In the back of your mind You was like If this don't go right Where I'm at I want to fuck This nigga walked out. <laughs> yeah, this nigga is so fucking crazy. It's the truth, D. I know. I know. I know. I know. The back of your mind. She knew. This nigga wants to fuck. <laughs> he may not do it because he's in a he's in a relationship. He may not play himself. But if this shit don't go right, wow. I know that he wants to fuck. So I can ask him for some money. It's a vicious cycle, man. Oh, it's this part, yo, this episode. <laughs> yes. Oh. If this episode don't get us on, I don't right, know what yeah, we're right. Uh, yeah, we might actually have to pull out this. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it. <laughs> I have to do it. Um. Wow. Yeah, we at the end of the road. That's but, it. <laughs> but before I go, I just yeah. want to say, Jada Kingdom, you are the finest motherfucking <laughs> thing I didn't ever seen in my life. And this is definitely going to be a clip, and we're going to put her right. right there. Exactly. Jada Kingdom, if mm. you ever come across this shit. <laughs> We need What's interview. up? We need an interview. We need whatever. we need yeah. We need an inter- interview definitely, first and foremost. Need that. And then you know what I mean. The Let boy, the boy take right. you out. I I ain't the the get money nigga just yet, but, but the nigga know how to uh, make sure. You, you know have what I mean? Time. I can make sure you have a great time yes, if you sir. ever come to New York City. Right. We can make it work. We can make it happen. Sure. All right, Jay the Kingdom. Uh, what's the tough knot? <sighs> yeah, we we been all over. It's we, a lot. <laughs> Um, when you are in the process of talking to somebody and your feelings get hurt, at least your feelings got hurt. Make a pardon. Oh, what would dad say? Hmm. There's so many different uh, ways that I can go with this. Um, 
There was a point that I wanted to make earlier, and I think that's what I'm a two. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> we, we potted today. So, I don't know why, but I was, I guess, listening to a lot of different clips about. Oh, no. Let me take that back. I had a conversation with one of our mutual friends. Okay. And she was like, do you, do you believe women can be sluts and whores? Oh. And I was like, honestly, I don't really subscribe to those words because what, is really the definition of them a lot of times one like you said they are only subscribed to women and two a lot of times they're just used to shame women about their sexuality and if they are quote-unquote promiscuous or not they rarely are used to actually define something that is inherently meaningful and so what it brought me to Mm -hmm. is a conclusion that consciously and subconsciously right men still believe that they own women's sexuality i'm gonna say that again Men believe that they own, they have ownership, and they have say in women's sexuality. This ain't even up for debate. This applies to every man. Yeah. Every time you seen that girl and you said, she fucked that nigga. Every time you sit there and you say, but why... Why won't you give me a chance? Why won't you let me fuck? Every time. <laughs> this shit <get> crazy <laughs> right now, bro. Wow. Every time a woman has a particular body count and you say, oh, well, if she got that level of bodies on her, you know what I mean? Then I can't treat her like wifey. Yo, Nah, you went there Nah, you just did that Every time you call some woman a slut or a whore Because she did something outside the lines of what your sexuality is comfortable with You are partaking in the idea That you have some form of ownership over this woman's sexuality And I'm here to tell y'all today I like a fucking commercial ad. I'm, I'm here, here to, to tell, tell you out today tell. for sure <laughs> that you're not. <laughs> you're not. Women, continue to live your life like you don't give a fuck about what these niggas got to say about what you decide to do with your body because you shouldn't. Okay? Men feel like women owe us sex. And I think a lot of women feel like 
men owe them an apology. Mm. And some men do. Some men do. Some of y'all chase vagina so much that you forgot that it's attached to a human being. Y'all chasing kitty and forget that there is a whole homo sapien attached to it. He just went crazy. <laughs> I feel high. <laughs> My nigga went crazy. That's bro. where we at. And, and y'all need to understand, son. That that's that's what's happening. And a lot of y'all aren't cognizant of it. Every man. In some way, shape, or form, we've all indulged. And and yes, there's women who look at a nigga and say, yo, his body, community dick. Nah, of course, bro. There's niggas, bro. Even right now, as you're saying it, if I'm being honest, I'm like, yo, there's still girls that own me vagina. And that's the thing. See, the difference <laughs> is there's a power dynamic that's a little shifted. Like you owe right? Me. There's still white men in Congress making laws about women's bodies oh. that affect everybody every single day. Oh, he, he went there. Okay. They are soon to be states where you cannot get an abortion if you want one. Yeah, that's that's going to be very interesting to see because people still going to be having abortions. Now, what jail time you're facing is going to be different. See how this shit and well, you're going to see a lot of people skipping out states. Oh, yeah, of course. They're going to be dipping just to do what they got to do. Y'all, y'all thought the fucking BBL pandemic was crazy. Nah, that shit about to get crazy. Nah, you're going to see a lot of people flying into New York. <clears throat> Clean. For a little, you know what I mean? A little vacation. Right. And that's, listen, again, this is men objectifying women's bodies, telling women what to do. We own your sexuality. Whether you are okay with abortion or not, I'm right. not here to debate yeah. that. Yeah. I don't, that's your prerogative one way or the right. other. Give me my kid, though. There shouldn't be a bunch of, of, of niggas telling women what to do. That's just the reality of it. You're not a woman. You're not going through that process. Shut up. You shouldn't have the authority and the ability to affect millions of women's lives. There should be a board and room of women coming up with what needs to happen in that predicament. A lot of y'all not going to be comfortable taking the fucking male birth uh, control pill. But y'all still wish that to nothing your partner raw, she is on that shit. Policing women's sexuality. Yo, it's a vicious cycle. It's another episode of Dad's About Ties. Thank you for listening.